0: folks, and welcome to another bonus edition of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. I would like for you to follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. You can follow my co-host, friend, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at EDDYC85. You can, of course, follow the show account at EC underscore hero. We have an Instagram that is EC HeroCast. And our Gmail is echerocast at gmail.com. Also, you can check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences Podcast. That is a Lucha Underground-based podcast and is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. The recording date is Sunday, October 24th. Just one day, just one day after the Atlanta Braves have, for the first time in 22 years earned the right to play in the World Series. How are you on this fine Sunday evening, sir?
1: Well, I'm great because my NFL team just uh, dispatched with extreme prejudice the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, (laughs) that was pretty great. Um, I got to say, I mean, the Jets loss is like, uh, it's annoying. I I just hope it doesn't come down to like, that's the reason maybe we lose a home playoff game or, you know, a bye week or something like that, a stupid Jets loss. But back-to-back weeks, Bills, Chiefs, I don't care what anyone says. They're still good. Uh, Yeah. I think they're a fringe playoff team. Uh, But that's that's pretty good back-to-back. Got the Colts next week. Be a tough game. And the Rams, very tough game. Then I don't want to say clear sailings, but – you know, we got uh, Texans twice, the Jags in there. Patriots are solid, but nothing special. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I mean, they'll they'll probably end up winning, and that clip will come back to haunt me. Um, <laughs> dolphins are in there. So, yeah. It. I mean, it's clear sailing as opposed to, you know, what we just had. Bills, Chiefs, and who else was in there? It was another tough game. I can't remember. Oh, Arizona. That was week one, but they whooped our ass. Yeah. But, hey, you're in a uh, yeah. good mood.
0: Uh, Yes, I am in a very uh, very chipper mood, pun, pun absolutely intended. Um, the Atlanta Braves, man, I mean, we recorded, guys, you know, by if you listen to the main line, or you will, rather, when you hear Iron Man in, like, what, two weeks, week and a half? Uh, That was after game three when the Braves – Shouldn't have lost, but they did. And I was in a very bad mood because I felt the momentum shift. And then after Game 5, I felt the momentum shift again. I'm like, not again. And then it wasn't, man. And then the Braves shut the door. And if there's any Dodgers fans listening, you can make all the excuses in the world you want about injuries and everything. I'm not going to listen to them because the Braves dealt with injury all season. And they still got here. Okay, 88 wins with what they had. Very good stuff. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out Tyler Matzik. Balls of steel, bro. Did You watch the game, I'm assuming, right? You watched game six? I did. Man, just think about this. Runners on second and third. Nobody out. You've only got a two-run lead. This man comes in and strikes out the side, culminating with him getting a three-pitch three, uh, three pitch strikeout on Mookie Betts.
1: Yeah, the guy you couldn't get out.
0: Yes. Balls of steel this man had. And then he comes in again, pitches a complete second inning as a reliever. And this man threw 17 pitches, 15 strikes. Okay? And that's when I realized, when we got down to three outs, I was like,
1: holy shit, we could do this. I, could really, what what was we, the inning where they had they had a little run going on in one inning and I thought, oh man, here it comes. Dodgers. Yeah. Uh
0: that may have been early on when they
1: tied it. It may have awesome. been like the fifth or sixth inning, but
0: uh That would have been the seventh inning. That's
1: when uh, Luke Jackson gave up those three hits and that RBI double. Yeah, I was like, Oh. Yeah, that would be when, a rough one.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, not again. And then, you know, that's when Matzik had to come in and clean it up. And he did just that, dude. Like, this man pitched, I think they said four innings in the uh, NLCS, and he didn't give up one single run. That's impressive. Yeah, and (laughs) especially against that Dodger team. Oh, by the way, uh, we've talked about, you know, great journalists on different podcasts that we've recorded over the past week. We've talked about Bill Plasky, another one from the L.A. Times, Dylan Hernandez, this man here, referred to that, oh, so, I guess, soft, he may say, may say uh, Braves bullpen, as a Waffle House of a bullpen. Which, one, that's a weird insult. Like, I, that doesn't make any sense, but I think you're going derogatory here. I think you're using Waffle House as a pejorative. And if well, you were... Like, yeah,
1: like, I mean, Waffle House is cheap food, so sloppy, yeah. I don't know. It's,
0: yeah. It's not good. Uh, it, the, here's the thing that couldn't be further from the truth. And here's the indicator. Okay, game 6. Your season is on the line. You're you're playing against a bullpen for 5 innings because okay, real quick, Brian Snitker, again, balls of steel, after the 4th in the 4th inning, he realizes we've got to manufacture a run and they don't have the luxury of the designated hitter in the National League yet anyway. So, pitcher spot comes up in the lineup. He takes out our starter, who's like maybe 50 pitches deep. It pays off. The pinch hitter gets on base. All of a sudden, Eddie Rosario, Rosario who Jared Carabas from Bleacher, or Barstool pointed out many a time, we got him for Pablo Sandoval. This man comes up, three-run dinger right into the chop house. The Braves get up 4-1. to I turn to Will, my good friend Will Kelly, and he says, oh, by the way, the game's going to stay at that for the rest of the evening. I was like, I really hope not. And then it did, but anyway, I, the, uh, I, the I, I,
1: racist chop house correction. Yeah, yes, the the racist chop
0: house. It it makes uh, Bill Plashkey's blood boil. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, back to Dylan Hernandez, the the douchebag that he is. Uh, again, Waffle House bullpen. He says they again they had five innings against this bullpen, this Waffle House bullpen. They were two for seventeen. With one walk and one run, that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they uh, they certainly turned a corner from where they were midseason. That's uh, <laughs> a fact. Now I gotta ask though. Yeah, you're up against some very very stiff competition. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: they're they're
1: not they're not cheating this year that we that we think. Nope which is makes it even more infuriating that they didn't have to cheat, but... Uh, I know. I'll be rooting for the Braves. <laughs> I don't like to see the Astros win, but yeah. I can't argue with the fact that they are a very stacked team and yes. to just bludgeon the Red Sox, which I, part of me enjoyed seeing, but part of me didn't like seeing because of who was doing it, but... Yeah. Yeah, um... I don't know. They can hit. Look, yeah, I'm going to say this.
0: No potential outcome of the World Series is going to surprise me. I could see it sweeping either way. I could see us going seven, you know, losing in seven, winning in seven. Any potential outcome would not surprise me. It's all a matter of how does our pitching, and more specifically our bullpen, match up against those bats, man. Because as good as the Dodgers are, admittedly, they
1: were a little hobbled. Yeah. I mean, look, the thing that I hate about um, the Astros, there was a Nintendo game called Baseball Simulator. Um, there was like 1,000, I think 2,000. I think I had 2,000. And, yeah. you know, you had your, I don't think there was an MLB licensed game, but... They just had, like, the city names that you could pick from, and the city names just all happened to be where MLB teams were. Yeah. But then they had the Super League, and the Super League <laughs> um, all had special powers. So, like, the batter would get up to bat, and he would be a tornado, and, and like, when you throw the ball... The tornado would hit the ball with, like, the the bat would be spinning in this tornado type of deal. Or you could have a pitcher who would be throwing, like, a big giant metal ball that would go, like, 40 miles an hour, but you could not hit it out of the infield. Um, so just random things like that. And that's what the Astros remind me of, because it's not like you can use the special powers. It's a very fun game, by the way. It's probably on yeah. emulators. I recommend it. But you could probably... You couldn't use your powers, like, every single at bat. Like, that would be unfair. But that's what the Astros remind me of when it's like, oh, man, we're down 3-1. to one. We got a man on and two outs. Sure could use a home run here. And it's like, okay, no problem. Boom, tie game. And it's just, <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. It was like a – they, they do it all the time. And they did it to the Red Sox. I mean, I, I – I, forget which game it was, but uh, in our group chat with your your friend Will, who's a Red Sox fan, I'm like, look, this is what they do. They need a home run, and they're like, okay, we'll do one. And they just get these yeah. home runs whenever they want. So I'm just preparing yeah. you for that. It's going to be frustrating, and you'll hate sure. it, and they'll probably yeah. do it to your bullpen. But yeah. it's just what they do, and that's why I hate them. Well, that and the cheating. Well, but. look, I, I'm not settling, but truthfully... I
0: am just happy to be here. Cause oh no! I look okay. Look, I I really started watching baseball when I was seven years old. That that's in two thousand one. I have never seen the Braves in a World Series before, until Tuesday. So in that regard, I am happy to be there. But I w- of course I would love to see us win a World Series. A loss is going to be disappointing. Would be disappointing rather. But not so, you know what I mean? I guess it depends how you lose. It's like, well, it's the thing. It's like success is relative. Like you're a Yankee fan, you grew up a Yankee fan. You're, you grew up watching the '90s Yankees. You're used to success, and now you don't have it, and now you like, it's different, you know?
1: No, you're right. Our standards are different than that of the Seattle Mariners, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I understand that. Like a couple years ago. I was just happy to be in the AFC championship game and I wanted to win. And we had a 10 point lead, but yeah. we didn't win. And yeah. I think this year, yeah, I'd be thrilled to make the super bowl. I'd want to win, but yeah, it'd be nice to win one, but yeah, I, I get it. Like this year, it yeah. was like, well, this year was weird with COVID, but it was like, Oh, Ohio state made the championship game. That's cool. And all I Was really happy just to be Clemson. Um, but if, like, if, yeah. we, if we had beat Notre Dame instead of Clemson, it, like, I probably wouldn't have just been happy to be there. Clemson is different because they're, like, an out-of-conference rival. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I would not have been happy to be there just, um, you know, had we... If it was any other team other than Clemson or maybe Alabama that we beat in the first round, I would just be happy to be there. So I get that. But it's like, you're here. You might as well. I mean, yeah. you did just no, beat the Dodgers. I- they're the... You may as
0: well take it all the way. And by the way, screw the Dodgers. Screw you and your $267 million payroll. You're still a poverty franchise somehow. And all you have to show for it is a Mickey Mouse World Series ring.
1: Cool. (laughs) Yeah, so by my count, um, the Lakers, Dodgers, and... um, I think just the Lakers and Dodgers have to give back their their championships the um <laughs> Tampa Bay can keep theirs, okay um now you might say, well, Eddie, what about your columbus crew uh we <laughs> didn't we did not play in a bubble um and so it's different. We did not play in a bubble, and we will yeah. not make the playoffs this year, but uh, yeah, we didn't play in a bubble like they did in our Our season was interrupted, but um, it would not have really affected the standings much. So, it's different for me. So, please, Mm. no further questions on that. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh, Montreal, you can give back your your semifinal thing
1: or whatever. I don't know. I guess, well, I don't know. Canadian championship? (laughs) Whatever it was they won, I don't know.
0: But... (laughs) Man, I, oh, that that reminds me, as soon as the season's over, win or lose, I, I got to start watching more hockey again.
1: Yeah, I mean, Columbus is okay. They had a rough one the other night, but other yeah. than that, they off to a decent start, I suppose. Better than I expected.
0: <laughs> How are uh, our Kraken doing?
1: Uh, not great. Mm. They, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they had all the same opportunities as, as Las Vegas did. Las yeah. Vegas just drafted better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Um, yeah. I looked at their draft, and it was like, well, they went young. I don't think they'll be good right away. Whereas you look at, I mean, you don't assume Vegas is going to make the Stanley Cup their first year. But it's like you look at their team, and you're like, they're solid. They could maybe make the playoffs. Whereas you look yeah. at Seattle and it's like, eh, they, yeah, they they could be good in a couple of years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have, uh,
1: I'd have gone for it if I, I'd, I'd have taken Carey Price. Screw it. <laughs> Man, I,
0: I am still honestly, and let me recap real quick before we get into the movie. Let Let me just kind of recap my evening real quick last night watching the game. So the game ends around ten forty five Central Time. I'm finally asleep just because of how hype I am. Like I, I tried to go to sleep for like a like a good hour and a half and I couldn't. It took me about two hours to actually get get to sleep. It was a like quarter to one when I finally passed out. So that's awesome. I had five hours of sleep to run on and um you know, just kinda got through the work day and now I'm here watching uh watching the Niners in prime time.
1: <laughs> well let me tell you, that's I've been there. But I've also yeah. been on the other end of that, where you're just yeah. laying there, like, how could we have lost that game? Like, what happened? Oh, how did this I'm happen? Di-
0: I'm going to be honest with you, like, I usually sleep like a baby when that sort of thing happens. Like, last year when we lost to the Dodgers, I was just like, yeah, that really sucks, but, like, let's just, let's go to bed.
1: <laughs> no, that was, I mean, it's, it's different in series, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe unless it's a game seven, but, like. Um, or even in the playoff, the play in game, like I didn't it's like the Yankees lost whatever I've slept fine um yeah. but yeah, I think it it varies um and also how the game goes, let me think, um like uh when the Titans lost to the Ravens, that was a tough tough night to get to sleep, but mm-hmm. then also when. We lost uh, Ohio State lost to Alabama. I did not struggle getting to sleep. It was just I didn't feel good about that game and they, they killed us. Um, now the year prior we lost to Clemson. That was tough to get to sleep. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just depends. But mostly it's um it's when we lose I struggle to get to sleep. When we win, usually usually pretty good about just falling right to sleep. <laughs> Man, yeah,
0: I just and we're oh, okay. Real quick, one more thing. I did. Did you notice I uh, changed my Facebook cover photo as well?
1: No, I did not see that.
0: Uh, check that out. It's a really cool picture, in my opinion.
1: All right, I'm checking now. Let's see. Whoa, that's a lot of cocaine. Yeah, that's not
0: cocaine. <laughs> that's. uh... That's Buzz McAllister holding a baseball with his arms in the air, smiling.
1: Yeah, it's a good photo. Maybe you can update it in a couple weeks.
0: That'd be nice. Well,
1: well, I guess less than a couple weeks.
0: I was going to say, it's changing in a couple of weeks either way, but but hopefully for a good reason.
1: Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Uh, Hopefully. I just... And look, I think here's the thing, and it may be improbable, but I think we're both rooting for the Braves to win in either four or five games at this rate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Since uh yes. those would be the only two clinchers, potential clinchers in Atlanta.
1: They're not moving the game to Colorado.
0: <laughs> they may. They may. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brave, the Braves organization, you know, saw that, you know, losing the all star game and they're like, ah, screw it, we'll just play the World Series instead.
1: Yeah, brings in slightly more money. Uh, yeah, just a little. I will say, I'll bet you everything that Rob Manfred does not appear for the trophy presentation if they win. Yeah. If. Yeah. If they did. I don't yeah. I don't think he shows up.
0: Here's the thing. It's a big if. Uh, it would be a disgrace if he didn't, but I don't think he's above being a disgrace, you know? Pretty bad commissioner.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he, he really strikes me as a coward. And this yes, would be, I mean, the very definition of cowardly, like, unable to face people that might, uh, not like feel you. Feel wrong. Yeah, that's the very definition of, of cowardly. Um, yeah, and it's like, like any of those fans had anything to do with the voting law anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so stupid. Um, and yeah, I just, I hate the idea that like MLB felt the need to weigh in on that. Like, who? Yeah. you're M- – No. You, you, yeah. you, are there to provide baseball as entertainment. I don't need you to weigh in on politics. I yes. just don't. It's the but same. But hey.
0: Re- Sorry. Uh, go I ahead. To say
1: it's the same reason why I can eat at Chick fil A and buy Ben and Jerry's for dessert. I do not care what your politics are. Do you deliver the product I want? Yes or no. Ben & Jerry's makes good ice cream. Chick-fil-A makes good chicken. If they want to send my money to I don't care, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. But, hey,
0: another, speaking of the All-Star game, Brian Snitker now gets to manage the National League team in Dodger Stadium next year.
1: Is that where the, I thought the All-Star game was in uh, Seattle.
0: It's going to get moved to Colorado again. No, no, it's in uh,
1: L.A. next year. Oh. I thought it was in Seattle, but maybe that's the year after.
0: Maybe, because the 2020 All Star Game was supposed to be in LA, and then that didn't happen, obviously. So, yeah, they gave them the 2022 game instead. But yeah. hey, I mean, this would look, and it, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. For so many reasons, it would be amazing if the Braves won this year. All things considered. Oh, I thought, like.
1: I thought you had a butt. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I could, you know, and look, I'm not trying to uh stigmatize anything, but like, you know, the death of Hank Aaron, the death of Noxie, the, you know, losing the All-Star game, losing like your entire outfield, um everything considered.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it would be great because you could now look at the Astros and be like, yep, you're the you're the one team that uh, you you're like the Braves of the of the '90s. You could only win one, but unlike the Braves <laughs> of the '90s, you cheated. So, mm. yeah,
0: yeah, fair enough. I fair don't enough.
1: I don't know much about tattoos, but uh, the the idea that Altuve had an unfinished tattoo and that was what went through his mind as he crossed yeah. home plate, I doubt Push. it. <laughs> and I think he got it after the fact. He's like, well, just in case I'm ever seen with my shirt off, I have to have a tattoo. And that tattoo yeah. looked like it took two hours at most. That was yeah. a small thing. And the fact that he said it was unfinished, I don't buy it. And I think, yeah. I, and I think Rob Manfred's investigation was weak. And the whole uh, the uh team president crane of the Astros being like, well, we owned up with our punishment. No, you didn't. You, you got didn't rid much. of a manager, got in – Another successful manager, and none of your players got in any trouble, and your investigation was half-assed.
0: Yep, exactly. Well, you know what? Screw the Astros, screw the Dodgers, go Braves. Now we're going to talk about the movie we're reviewing this week. And, well, today, rather. <laughs> and, folks, this was Eddie's Choice here. We are one week to Halloween, and Eddie chose for us to review Cloverfield.
1: Yeah, this really was really.
0: Yeah, this was released on... It's a bit off the beaten path. Um, this was released on January 18, 2008. So, winter 2008. Uh, I was just, you know, being a kid, you know, being in 7th grade and all. Between football and baseball season. Um, what yeah.
1: about you, Ed? Well, you normally I would get into the school stuff, but that's saved for the main shows. So, I've got a, yeah. uh, I got a work story. And it is, okay. this probably happened around 2008. Maybe yeah. late 07, somewhere, but this is the general area. So, yeah. I when I started in uh, 03 at UPS, I had a job, but it was all right. It wasn't involving loading and unloading trucks. Uh, it, was, it was okay. I wasn't great at it. I didn't really like it. And then I found a job that I really did like, and I moved to that and stayed there for, like, the bulk of my time there. And then... Much like the Dusty Roads promo, a computer took my job. So I was like, well, I guess I'll, I'll – I did that thing where it's like, ah, the old job wasn't that bad. I'll go back to it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is why I left in the first place. I really didn't care for this job. And it, I wasn't good at it. Uh, I didn't like it. They didn't like me. So – they kept doing this thing where it's like, hey, if you mess up again, we're going to send you to the unload. And supposedly the unload was like the worst place in the building, which is where you just unload semi-trucks. And they're like, oh, if you you, if you mess up, you'll go to the unload. And then one day, they sent me to the unload. And you know what? I freaking loved the unload. <laughs> the unload <laughs> was great. You didn't have to worry about mistakes because there was no scanning involved uh, to track packages or anything. You just unload the trucks now. Occasionally, boxes would fall on you, and that would hurt. But uh, you got in good shape. The days were a little shorter. Um, yeah, it was. I did that for over a year, and I loved it. I was so glad that they did that. So it was a uh, a blessing in disguise.
0: For sure, man. I have uh, unloaded trucks where I worked before, and they are not a good time, but uh, they do kill time, as you had mentioned.
1: Yeah, uh, I will say this uh, advice to any people in management because I had a supervisor once who I liked a lot, and then he told uh, he told his team, he's like, "Yeah, before I started working here, I was actually at Chuck E. Cheese. And he's like, I was the Big Mouse, and let me tell you." Nothing makes you lose respect for a person <laughs> faster than when they tell you that. I know it shouldn't, and I know it's a job, and I know he's probably just trying to pay bills, but if you're working in an environment like that with, uh, you know, guys and girls who, uh, you know, um, maybe, what's the word, are, uh well, also because it's a union, they are hard asses and can be difficult to deal with. <laughs> Maybe don't tell them that you used to jump around in a giant mouse costume. Just a thought.
0: Yeah, that's not a that's not a good not a good move for sure. Hey, speaking of, did you know Chuck E. Cheese's real name is Charles Entertainment Cheese?
1: I did not, but uh, I was a big fan of the uh, Mr. Munch and the Make Believe Band.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, what was, uh, and we had this discussion recently as well, because someone brought up Chuck E. Cheese, maybe on the Iron Man episode or the Arcade episode. Uh, what I think was it was it?
1: Arcade, yeah.
0: Was it Showtime Pizza?
1: Yeah, Showtime or Showbiz Pizza, something like that.
0: Whatever whatever the predecessor to Chuck E. Cheese was.
1: Yeah, uh, Showbiz Pizza, I think.
0: That sounds right. That sounds right.
1: Showbiz Thank Pizza you. Place. I'm Googling that. Yeah, that's got a um, – I'm looking at their band. It's the uh, – mm-hmm. so, you know, we have Mr. Munch's Make-Believe Band, but this one was – so the Showbiz Pizza was the rock fire Explosion, mm. and it was a gorilla on keyboard instead of Mr. Munch. And then mm. you had a big bear playing a guitar. Uh, still had looked like the same dancer, a cheerleader, like a big mouse. And yeah. then some kind of bear playing a banjo, like a big grizzly bear playing a banjo.
0: Yeah. Speaking of bears, did you like the country bears? Did you like that band?
1: Yeah, they weren't bad. Um, I mean, they're no, um, I don't know, I can't think of anything. Travis Tritt, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Travis Tritt, what a guy!
1: Yeah, he's a lucky charm. You got to bring him back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to have Travis Tritt sing the national anthem for each home game. <laughs>
1: it truly Maybe, is a great. Yeah. It truly
0: is a great day to be alive.
1: Just have him go over to the Astros and shake all their hands. That'd be a great idea. Yes. Like, hey, I'm Travis Tritt. I love Houston, Texas. You know, I'm a Texan, and then he's just shaking all their hands and. My name's
0: Travis Tritt, and I love Houston.
1: Talking at or talking into Jose Altuve's face, and maybe he coughs. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he doesn't wash his hands before he talks to him.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Astros That's just tough. faked the tests then, so.
0: Yeah, dude. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't yeah do when any I any good. That... Dude, when I saw Jorge Soler was taken off the roster for COVID, I'm like, we're still testing?
1: Yeah, the Astros will miss. Astros won't. uh, They'll just somehow be like, hey, you know. uh, It was a false positive. That's what it was. (laughs) Yep, that's it. That's it.
0: Which is funny because Jorge Soler was like completely asymptomatic and he's also fully vaccinated. So he basically just got 10 days to sit at home.
1: I, I don't know. That's so annoying that they do the that's like asymptomatic like, vaccinated. Like,
0: I was gonna say that's like nearly like my COVID. The only difference is I like didn't have my smell. That's it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe next year they'll we'll be back to normal normal, but we'll see. Yeah, probably that's not. not.
0: Yeah. Um. Either way, we're going back into the time capsule. Like I said, release date January 18, twenty 08, oh, your WWE champion on Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton, this was the, uh, the age of Orton, the, uh, the legend killer era, you know, that, that first run where he beat like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho and, and even John Cena as well.
1: Yeah, that was good times.
0: Yeah. And, uh, this was actually about a week or a week and a half to prior to the, uh, Royal Rumble 08 match with uh, Jeff Hardy when Mike Adamley and his CTE, <laughs> Who, is Je- uh, Jess yeah. Harvey. Who won that Rumble? Uh, the 2008. That was actually Cena. Oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: He, he came back from the his 30th,
1: pec- didn't he? Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, good for him.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's hard for me to like look back at any Mike Adamly clip and like not feel a little mean about it because like. Be- knowing now that he had CTE at the time,
1: yeah. I mean, I just choose to remember him as the voice of American Gladiators. <laughs> fair
0: enough, fair enough. The ECW champion. This was CM Punk, actually. Mm. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the uh, the start of something big for sure for him. Um, on SmackDown, the World Heavyweight Champion was Edge. This was like when Edge was like. Well-established as a SmackDown guy and, like, the top heel on SmackDown as well.
1: Yeah, he's back on SmackDown. No, he's back on Raw. No, he's on Raw. Yeah.
0: In TNA, uh, Kurt Angle was your TNA World Heavyweight Champion. And in Ring of Honor, for the first time mentioned on either show, the Nigel McGuinness run
1: has started. Hmm. You know, I saw Nigel Mc- I'm not going to tell that story for <laughs> a third time.
0: What is his name? Chet Chet Jablonski. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Chet, Chet the Jet Jablonski. Uh,
0: they'll hey. they'll hear, uh, actually they'll that's I guess that's technically a spoiler for the Iron Man episode. Yeah. but they'll hear about Chet the Jet when we uh, do the Iron Man episode.
1: I love mixing up the timeline, dude. Yeah, I know people probably hate it. Uh, yeah, quick, I love it though. I really uh, do. I do. Quick uh, indie update for anyone in Ohio. Uh, Remix Pro Wrestling posted a cryptic photo today of a guy in front of a piece of paper with, pen, with a pencil. So, they're uh, they're planning their next card. They're back after a two-year absence. So Interesting. I'm excited. Those shows are great. Hey, what's
0: that one that, uh, it's not in Columbus, but it's somewhere in, maybe in Dayton, the one that Sammy Callahan runs that I can't think of the name right now?
1: Um, uh, Revol, Rev, oh, shoot. Um, yeah, I've been there once. It was a, it's fun. Mm, it's fair. um, yeah, I can't remember. Reload, maybe. Wrestling something. revolver. What is it?
0: Wrestling revolver? Would that be? Yeah,
1: it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I did their show when um, oh, I just uh, Naito showed up and he beat uh, oh god, yeah, I can't remember anyone's name tonight. He beat up um.
0: Callahan.
1: No, it was the. The dude, uh, he was in TNA for a minute, and then he had, like, allegations... Michael Elgin. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: There was one guy in our section who was uh, just being, like, really... Like, I'm not defending what Michael Elgin did, but he's, like, being super white knight about it. Like, every insult was, like, Elgin, you're despicable! And it's like, Elgin, you're unconscionable. And it's like, okay, dude, we get it. N- none of the girls here are sleeping with you. Like, Stop. <laughs> and it was it was so often we we made a point at we <laughs> recorded a podcast after and it's like dude this guy's being like this big white knight like okay we get it you would never touch a woman you know please ma'am um, please ma'am may I have some pussy yeah like gee manny like shut up already <laughs> just they're having a damn good match just enjoy it like block out what uh, he did uh, okay I get it yeah
0: either way uh hey the number one song in the United States on January 18, 2008, was low by Florida. I mean, Flowrider.
1: That was one of the funnier moments in uh, the show Silicon Valley, which starred one of the people in this movie, when uh, he's just like, ladies and gentlemen, Florida.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great, dude.
1: Yeah, that was a good show. It even stayed good after uh, TJ Miller left, which I was surprised by.
0: Oh, did TJ Miller get canceled off the show?
1: I don't think it canceled. I think he was just like no one liked him. (laughs)
0: Mm,
1: Fair enough. Um, And I was like, man, he's the funniest character on the show. This show is going to suck. And uh, it did not. It was still good. Well, that's good to hear. That
0: is good to hear. Hey, I've got the uh, financials pulled up for Cloverfield here. This had a budget of 25 million, a box office of 172.4 million, which means it had a profit line of 147.4 million million dollars
1: yep and uh today's money 187.8 pretty good on just a small budget yeah this one surprised me these rotten tomato scores especially i thought like if i told you these you might be like yeah if i told you the scores you would probably match them up incorrectly too critics 78 percent fans 68 percent wow i know i guess fans hate you know big explosion movies like
0: well there, there is one aspect of this movie that i hated and uh we'll talk about it when it comes up but it's not in the movie for too long so it's it's okay you know well what's
1: your history with this movie
0: I have seen this once before this weekend, and the first time I saw it, I kind of half-watched. So I don't really have a major history with this movie.
1: I have a a big old history with this movie. This movie sucked me in big time. Before I went and saw it, I was all in on the – this was genius marketing, and it was the fake MySpace profiles for every character – and I'm choosing to believe that the actors were in charge of them because of all the detail that went into them. Uh, you couldn't, I mean, I guess you could do you could do Twitter accounts today, but then it wouldn't feel as authentic. Because these profiles did not add anybody. Like, you could not be their friend. Like, they wouldn't add you, right? Because it's like, you know, Rob Hopkins is just a guy in New York. He doesn't know Eddie Cornelison in Columbus, Ohio. Why would he add him as a friend? So it's like, but they would, like, interact with each other. They would post, like, hey, you guys want to see Golden Compass, uh, whatever, at the theater? Um, I even remember they had backstories, like the Hawkins brothers were from Minneapolis, and they moved to New York, so they were big uh, Vikings fans. And they posted, <laughs> one of them posted about a free agent wide receiver from Tennessee. And he's like, hey, we got this guy, Bobby Wave from Tennessee. Is he any good? It's like, does he, th- I think he can be a number one? I'm like... No, he'll be a solid number three though. But but uh, yeah, those were really fun. The uh, the there was like a website with mini games or something. I didn't do that too much. In fact, I forgot about it until I was doing research on the movie. But that was the slusho stuff. Um, but then uh, I saw the movie, and it was a very talkative crowd. Which ended up making it more fun. It's, I got, I, I sat in like the second row for this movie. It was a sold out theater. And, um, I did, since it was a talkative crowd, uh, I, I did drop one line, which I'll get to. And, uh, it got a good laugh from the people in the vicinity of me. I didn't yell it out at the screen. So, um, uh, there's been a few movies like that, uh, with a really talkative oh. crowd. Yeah, sometimes it's good, which like um, what was the um, create the crazies. That was a uh, that was a funny movie with uh, a lot of talking. Yeah. And then um, the um, not us. The other movie. Um, Get out. Yes. Get out. That was uh, another talkative crowd. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to do a movie on this list. With actually two movies on this list with a talkative crowd, which I did not enjoy, but stay tuned—they're gonna be a while yeah. though. But yeah, I think uh, I think I've only seen it like once or twice after that. So here we are. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: Um, let's see here. I guess well, do we even need to talk about the cast? I mean, they like, and it's not a like an indictment on any one character in the movie, but like things just kind of happened around them, you know. And they just kind of,
1: like, reacted. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about the cast as a whole. Yeah. So, this was really smart to do with these type of people. And I say this lovingly. uh, They picked a group of tremendous douchebags. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's, it's a good thing. Because, like, and look believe me if if i and i was their age when this movie came out oh by the way um the great thing about their myspace profiles is the day the movie came out they all stopped posting i thought that was really funny that... yeah cuz they're dead <laughs> um yeah. but uh but yeah so the um they i mean like I said, I was I was about their age when this movie came out, and they're all, you know, these fresh out of college people. They've got great jobs by the looks of their apartment in New York and the fact that it's like overlooking Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> uh the fact that like the guys are by guy standards pretty uh handsome and the women they're dating are attractive, the girls at the party, um, you know like the clothes you can tell they're all very successful i mean even even uh, rob's brother jason calls him a douchebag and it's like you look at rob's problem is like oh my smoking hot girlfriend who i slept with a few weeks ago brought her Boyfriend to my going away party, uh, to my job because I'm gonna go live in you know Tokyo with this, be a vice president of this company. Like, oh what a what a hard life for me. Like these are yeah. their problems, right? Yeah. And the evolution, of, and then the uh, the other one, Lily, who was like, you need to take this party super seriously. Like Rob is like a brother to me, and it's like I just I know so many women like that who are it's like, you know like, uh, just, just like her. And, but then when, when everything goes down, it's like, Hey, you'd expect a couple of them to be like scared and run off. But like Rob, uh, is like, no, I, you can't talk me out of this. I have to go rescue Beth. And like, he becomes like this hero and, uh, Marlena, who's kind of like, quite frankly, a bitch to dub, not dub HUD. (laughs) Ah! Read his name backwards, kind of. Uh but she's kind of like a bitch too. And then like they have this moment after she saves him, so uh and then even Hud, who's like, you know, cracking jokes, he he ends up being uh, you know, kinda like the uh you know, cautious advisor type person. So I enjoyed the character growth which was pretty instantaneous based on the situation. So that much I appreciated.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, it's like uh, you mentioned that, and yeah, the the character evolution throughout is impressive. Um, Did you ever play Until Dawn on PlayStation 4? I did not. Oh, man, because there's this one character named Mike, and he, because they're all supposed to be high school age, even though the guy who plays Mike and motion captures for Mike is in, like, his 30s.
1: No, real 13 reasons why.
0: We're used to that, you know, but anyway, you know, real douchebag to start. And then he just kind of through through necessity and through potential uh, tragedy just becomes like a hero. You know, that's kind of what that reminded me of.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's it's kind of a shame. None of these people other than T.J. Miller went on to do much because I thought I at least thought uh, I at least thought Rob had like a good look for like an actor. Uh, yeah. Lil, and Like Lily, I mean, God, she was very attractive, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess not. Even Beth, Beth was. Well, I don't know. I I guess I'm not a casting director, but yeah. Uh, real quick, have you have you seen uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane or Cloverfield Paradox? I
0: have not, but wasn't uh Mary Elizabeth Ellis in Ten Cloverfield Lane?
1: Oh uh, yeah, God. The um, one. That's- the what?
0: Which one had John Goodman?
1: That was 10 Cloverfield Lane.
0: Okay, yeah, so Mary Elizabeth Ellis was in that one then. See, you would like that. That's. Oh, wait, sorry, the, sorry. What's her What's her name? No, not Mary Elizabeth Ellis. That's the waitress Win, from... Winstead, uh, Winstead. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Ellis is the waitress from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, almost. But Big Now, concept. you would actually like 10 Cloverfield Lane. The only reason I didn't pick it is because it's a sequel but it, yeah. it kind of is a horror movie, I'll be honest. Like, it legit... Like, this one, eh, maybe you could say it's horror, but 10 Cloverfield Lane I would absolutely classify as horror sci-fi. Fair enough. I think you would like that. John Goodman is, like, super scary in that. Hmm. Uh, but that's a good movie. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox. I'll, I'll save you guys yeah. the time. Okay, so 10 Cloverfield Lane... Did that hit theaters?
0: Yes. Okay. So that hit theaters on like, what, maybe a couple months build, kind of came out of nowhere. And then Cloverfield Paradox just dropped on Netflix after the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, there was rumors of like a Cloverfield movie. And my friend and I, who are both Cloverfield fans, were watching the Super Bowl at my house. And they're like, hey, guess what? It's dropping. We're like, didn't even know that was a thing. He watched it because he didn't work the next day. I did work the next day. I still cannot believe they did not adjust the schedule for uh, MLK Day. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh And he said it sucked, so I avoided it up until, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd watch it someday, and I, I I did. Here's the thing with that. Watch the first five minutes. Watch the last five minutes. That's all you need to see. Um and I'll I'll will spoil it right now because it's been out for a no, couple don't, years. No, don't. I might watch. No, I'm going to spoil it. You've had okay. it 2 years. So the first 5 minutes, oh, we're going to build this it's, it takes place in 2028. And it's like, oh, we're going to do this renewable energy stuff, you know, the same thing you've seen in a million movies. And they have the news has on this conspiracy theory nut who's like, "Oh, if they do this uh, and fail, if they do this and fail, it'll... Uh, by the way, the conspiracy theory nut, his character had the same last name as John Goodman's character. So, fun Easter egg. But, it's like, if they do this, this this will cause ripples and dimensions, and it'll cause monsters, and sea monsters, and demons, and it'll affect not just the current time, but past times. So it's like, okay, so that's that's what happens. I don't need to watch any more of the movie. And then a bunch of weird, stupid, weird stuff happens, like a guy loses his arm and the arm stays alive, or a guy fills up with worms. I don't know. It could have been cool, it was just very weird. Uh, and then we get to the end of the movie, which I liked the end, because they think they were successful and they did everything, and like the, um, the wife, it's funny, the, uh, the people, the last two people, survivors on the shuttle, were, uh, Renslayer from, uh, Loki, and, uh, uh, what was his name? Zemo? Zim- yeah. Captain... Z- oh, jeez. Why did my... My memory sucks today. Um, but he was from uh Captain... Yeah, Zemo. He was from uh Captain America and the Winter... Not Captain. God. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Anyway, yes. It, it was, was red- also
0: in Civil War.
1: Yeah. So it was uh, Zemo and Renslayer were the final two people alive. And yeah, yeah. they're like, we did it. We're heading back to Earth. And then, you know, they're talking to Houston and they're like, okay, come on back. And then Renslayer's husband's on the phone and he's like, they don't know what they've done, do they? They're like, nope, but we have to bring him back. He's like, no, call him off. Tell him to stay in space. Don't bring him back here. Don't bring him back here. Don't bring him back. And then, like, the ship's fallen into orbit and you see the big Cloverfield monster. So it's like, basically what the guy said at the beginning is what happens, which you could pretty much guess was going to be the case. But, uh, yeah, first five minutes and last five minutes are great. The rest of the movie is just, eh. <laughs> so, saved you some time there.
0: Well, I successfully tuned out most of that, and, um, you know, will be mostly spoiler-free when I do decide to watch those two movies, probably within fairly short order, um, thank God. But... <laughs> I guess with all that considered, I guess we can get into the plot, huh?
1: I guess we can. Um but yeah, that's so they anyway, they explained uh that's how we get these monsters, so now we know. And uh all the Slusho references, uh you don't did you know about the Slusho? No. <laughs> Basically it's just uh a lot of people had fan theories that like Slusho. Slusho was where um if you read the MySpace blogs, uh, was the company that uh, Rob was going to be a CEO for, or a VP for, and they are owned by an oil company, and the oil company um, was supposedly the ones that unearthed this monster, and there's all these slusho references to this soft drink, and uh, basically the director's like, no, it doesn't really mean anything, it's just like, hey, there it is, that's cool. <laughs> So, I just equate slush with the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gif of him looking at the TV, like, pointing out, like, hey, there it is. Uh, You know. (laughs) That's funny. So, that's really all slush is, so. Anyway, we open with a message that this was a camera found in the area formerly known as Central Park. And we see Rob and his girlfriend Beth planning a trip to Coney Island.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Gotta see. Here's the thing, and I'm going to get right into it. Um,
0: You get a lot of jump cuts because it is found footage, so it jumps from date to date. And it does it a lot for, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. And it's very
1: unsettling. Yeah. I will say, the theater got a big laugh. I still remember this, when Beth's trying to, like, catch M&Ms in her mouth, and she's like, I'm afraid of them, and she has her mouth wide open. That got a big laugh from the theater for... Inappropriate reasons, but... It's funny. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you're right. These, uh... It's like happier times type of deal. Yeah. So yeah, they're planning a trip to Coney Island. See some everyday activities. Just normal people planning a party for Rob. Who, like I said, took this job in Japan. And Rob's brother, Jason, he's getting ready for the party. He gives HUD, played by TJ Miller, the camera... And his job is to go around and document, um, you know, video testimonies from people. And he didn't want to do it. And they're like, oh, you know, Marlene coming. She'll be here. You can talk we'll give you an excuse to talk to her. So <laughs> he's like, oh, all right. All right. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, that's what his job does. Yeah, that's but what his job is. I will say this very uh,
0: smart casting with Lizzie Kaplan and uh, TJ Miller.
1: Why is that? I mean, you just...
0: Well, no, I'm just... No, like, Lizzie Kaplan is a great comedic actor, in my opinion. Like, I loved her in Mean Girls, and she was really good in the short-lived, I believe it was a Starz show called Party Down.
1: Yeah, no, she was good in this movie. Like, I think we've all met girls like that where it's like, wow, she's really attractive, and then you try to talk to her, and it's like, okay, this is going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, And you're like, you kind of think that maybe she's a bitch, but then it's like, no, you just have to, you're just taking the wrong approach, you know. Yeah. So there, people can be a little standoffish, but mm-hmm. you just need a alien invasion and, you know, you get to know them better.
0: And you're good to go, yeah.
1: Yeah, we got a brief, I don't know if you caught this, a, a, a cameo from Theo Rossi. It's Juice in Sons of Anarchy, uh, Shades and Luke Cage. So he gave a video testimony. This was, oh. uh... Same year, Sons of Anarchy came out, so he had not made it yet, but I'm guessing he was already filming some episodes. But
0: Fair very, enough. Very Fair cool. Do you know uh, Gary Bertier from Remember the Titans was on uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy? No. Played Opie.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know he was in that.
0: Yeah.
1: It's been so long since I've seen Remember the Titans, so.
0: I usually watch it like once a year. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: <laughs> Oh, all right. So then Hud he goes to use uh, this as to get a video testimony from Marlena. She's like, well, I barely know Rob. I'm only here because of Lily. And uh, yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> come on, you know, let's just do it. And So then Rob shows up. He's very surprised. This is where we learn that Rob and Beth broke up, but she shows up anyway with a new boyfriend. Not cool. Ooh, not cool.
0: Who, by the way, also had a small role in not only Silicon Valley, but also I think like maybe like what maybe two episodes or something. Um, but also he was in Superstore.
1: Yeah. Um, he is uh, Ben Feltman. Yes,
0: he kind of looks like Thomas Ian Nichols from Rookie of the Year, but he's a little younger.
1: He also looks like Kevin from American Pie. That's that's same guy. Oh, okay. I didn't know his actual name because <laughs> I only know Miss Kevin.
0: I thought you were messing with me. I was like, yeah, that is Thomas Ian Nichols.
1: Come on, dude. Oh, well, like, I know Kevin Man. didn't go on to do much except. Hey,
0: <laughs> look, Thomas Ian Nichols made a start for the Drillers in 2019. What are you talking about, dude? Oh, really? Yeah uh you know clear publicity thing for the 25th anniversary of uh rookie of the year of course but
1: whatever they pull him after one batter
0: uh no they didn't even start him they're like yeah he's the slated starter and because it wasn't under his shoot name it was under whatever the kid's name in the movie was and then they're like uh his shoulder's tight so we're not gonna start
1: him i couldn't even get an actual at bat like billy crystal
0: uh no i guess not
1: billy crystal struck out remember Really? Yeah, in a spring training game against the Pirates. Amazing, dude. Yeah, I think he fouled off. I mean, the pitcher was not going, you know. Yeah. It's the Pirates, but it's also Billy Crystal. Uh, probably... I, think he, I think he fouled one off that was about as... His... And they were like, yeah, if he made it to first, we had a pinch run him. <laughs> <laughs> he did swing a ball four, though. That's the funny thing. Oh, but man. he said, he's like, yeah, I was not going to take a walk. I wanted to go out swinging. <laughs> it was like his 60th birthday present or something so So cool yeah um so uh yeah we um like i said they uh she brought her uh, her new man to the uh to the party and we learn during the uh during the party that Beth and Rob slept together a few weeks ago and now they're fighting probably cuz she brought this dude to his party and um uh, of course, HUD goes around and tells everybody, you know, drama. Like I said, this is the problems they're dealing with. Like, oh, this, you know, perfect 10 that I s- slept with. Like, oh, man, you know, it sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm in this giant New York apartment over like Central Park. And, God. oh, my super hot girlfriend's here with a new guy. Like, yeah. Like, How am I supposed to deal? Yeah. Like, I mean, it would suck, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know, look, you're you're about to be, you know, have a huge job in Japan. I'm sure you'll do fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can clean up. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, uh, or sorry, Jason gives Rob a pep talk. He's like, "No, dude, you're just going to Japan because you're running away from the problem. You know, life's about moments, and you need to really capitalize on this moment. And tell Beth how you feel, and then the movie really starts." Yeah huge rumble. I did love that they threw out, like, is it another attack? Like, oh, yeah, this wasn't super long after
0: 9-11. Yeah, this is like seven years.
1: Yeah, that would be a valid com- concern. And yeah. they turn on the news, and it's like, oh, it's an earthquake in New York. It's like there's a uh, oil tanker that got sunk, which, by the way, the oil tanker had the logo of the Japanese company. More mm-hmm. more uh, Easter eggs. So, uh... They all go to the roof and they see this big explosion downtown with fireballs and uh, just flying at them. And of course, the iconic image of the head of the Statue of Liberty just crashing into the street. And they duck out into a bodega while the city's being trampled, but they don't know by what. Uh, Hud keeps saying like, "Oh, I saw it. Did you guys see it?" And no one saw it. And so the group is uh, basically Rob, Jason, Lily, and Marlena. As yep. uh, the only people left, uh, we got Rob uh, the main character. Yep. Oh yeah, Hud with the cameraman, yep. and Jason, the brother, Lily, Jason's fiance, and Marlena, Hud's crush. Yep. And they decide that the best course of action is to get off Manhattan, so they're all crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. Hud, Rod, Hud, Rob, Lily, and Marlena are all uh, kind of pushed back. I guess Jason got pushed to the front a little bit. He calls Rob at one point. And he looks up, and he's, like, clinging to, like, a like a light post or something. He's, like, waving. He's, like, hey, I'm up here, guys. And then a giant tentacle comes in and just smashes the bridge right where Jason's standing. Mm. Jason is dead. Yeah. Sad. Things Things moved really fast in this movie. Like, at this point on, like, it just doesn't slow down now. No. So, after the group gets somewhat to a safe place. They kind of, they go underground at a uh, subway station. They kind of process Jason's death and, uh, uh, HUD realizes, actually, no, they're not at the subway yet. Uh, HUD realizes, hey, you know, we need a plan because it's not safe here. HUD was the voice of reason, which I liked. Uh, Yeah. HUD was the voice of reason slash cameraman. And then you had, uh, Rob, who was the fearless leader. So, um, they show glimpses of the monster on this department store TV. We don't get like a full look of it.
0: Oh, and by the way, real quick, I know we're talking about the department store TVs. I love how like everything in the department store had the uh
1: had the news on, except for one TV that had an episode <laughs> of SpongeBob. Yes. Which got a credit in the credits like SpongeBob footage, courtesy of Nickelodeon.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Um so we also see the news that, like, smaller monsters are falling off the back of the main monster and attacking soldiers as if this thing wasn't strong enough.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, cheat. So Rob's cell was dead, but he goes to this store and he steals some cell batteries back when you could actually do that. <laughs> like, you could, uh you just had to, you know, you couldn't get a charger, so it's like, hey, just buy a new battery pack. I'm like, God, yeah, I, I, I forgot that you could do that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i trying to remember the last phone I had that had a removable battery on it, man.
1: It was probably around 06, 07. It was like you'd pop the case, the back of the case open, and then there'd be like that six-pack of batteries all wrapped in like that really strong plastic stuff that was yeah. like little cord connected into the back. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I meant even for, like, a cell phone, dude. Like, cell
1: phones don't even have those anymore. Oh, no. I don't know. It's been a long time. Oh yeah. 08 was a, uh... Oh, wait, I gotta say, was a great year, because it was the final year of my... The final full year of my life where I didn't have a Twitter, so... Mm.
0: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I, I was gonna say I launched my Twitter in, like, early 09, for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, it was around the same, so... Um... So, yes, the, um, he steals the battery, tries to call Beth that, uh, can't get through. And he decides, I gotta go to her apartment, make sure she's okay. And the, he's like, you just, you're not gonna talk me out of it. So, and he does tell them, like, you guys go, get to safety. I'm going. But they, you know, they're friends, so they all stick together. And, uh, see so yeah, how they decide, uh, that they're going. And, they uh, they do get stuck in crossfire of the monster and the military, but he managed to duck down into the subway, and in the subway tunnel, uh, Rob did get like a call from his mom. This I thought was kind of sad, where he's like, Mom, just Jason, he's, he's, he's dead, and we just saw him, and the next minute he was gone, and Rob and Lily have a nice cry over it, and it's like, man, that's right, they never really got to process their, this guy's death, and the phone call from the mom, and... This is sad. Yeah. So they decide to walk through the subway tunnel because it's safer than the street. And got some good comedy from HUD. He's like, Hey, you guys remember when they they these this crazy guy was setting homeless people on fire in the subway? He's like, Wouldn't it be scary <laughs> if a flaming homeless person just jumped out?
0: <laughs> yeah, Rob's like dude, this is not the topic this is not the time for that topic of conversation.
1: Yeah. And then um they're talking about the monster. he's like, maybe it came here from another planet. And then Marlene is like, she says, you mean like Superman? And Oh, my God. Hud, like, HUD is so Superman? desperate for a connection. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, like Superman. You know Superman? And she's like, oh, wow. I do know Superman. Like, you know Superman? Like, I'm really feeling a connection. It's like, oh. And then she hit him with, do you know Garfield, too? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Marlena sees my worst fear come to life, like a million rats just running oof, in one direction past Not them. Not
0: at you, but past you, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Marlena, it's so gross. I'm like, yeah, it is. But, uh, hey, you got to block that out of your mind. I'm sure you're going to step on a few because those uh, parasites, is I think what they were called, that dropped off the big monster. There's a couple of them. They attack the group. Um, HUD gets like pinned down. Marlena saves them, but in the process gets like bitten by one, and they manage to make it out of the tunnel. So they duck into some kind of, I don't know, weird station or something, and HUD thanks Marlena for saving him, and he's like, that was really nice. And she's like, oh, you don't think I'd be a nice person to do something like that? And that was a nice moment for them. Uh they, uh, they make their way out of that area to, like, one of these little shopping centers that are in some subway stations. And we see Marlena. She's like, I feel dizzy. I don't feel good. And the military show up. They've set up, like, a little makeshift hospital here. And um, Rob asks them about Columbus Circle. It's where Beth's apartment is. And uh, they're like, no, you don't want to go there. And he's arguing with the officer. He's like, look, you're just going to have to shoot me because I'm going. And then Beth's like, guys, I really don't feel good. And she's Ugh. like bleeding from her eyes and super pale. And the military just like rushes her into this tent. And like, she just explodes. <laughs> yeah. So no more Beth. Or sorry, no more uh, Marlena. <laughs> Beth's still around. Yeah. Maybe. So uh, they're just like, hey, listen, if you want to go to Columbus Circle, I can't stop you. But uh, here's the best way to get there, but also the government is probably just going to destroy Manhattan, so uh, be quick. Yeah. And um, they find Beth's apartment. It's slightly tipped over. They uh, use the stairs. They make their way to her floor, which is right where the building was broken in half, and they make it across. Oh. They do get to Beth, and she's still alive, but impaled on a piece of rebar. Oh, I'd like to think uh her boyfriend just, like, fell out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, piece of rebar. But they pull her off. Yeah. But uh, they better hurry, because monster's coming. And they're attempting to escape out of the building. They make it out, get a brief shot of the face of the monster. And the military are there. There's a helicopter. And I, in the whole, in my mind, I was like, I forget how Lily dies. And then she gets into a helicopter without the other three. I'm like, oh, this is how they knock down her helicopter. But, no, her helicopter just takes off, and I guess she lives.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, good for her. Survivor's guilt, probably, but...
0: I was going to say, I'm guessing she doesn't show
1: up in either of the sequels. She does not. <laughs> okay. Uh, the military bombs the monster. They all get into a helicopter. The military bombs the monster with, like, a stealth bomber, and it looks like it may have killed it. But then the monster's arm reaches up, crashes the helicopter, everyone inside except Beth and Rob and Hud die. They crash into Central Park, Hud's badly hurt, and he can't walk, they're trying to like drag him off, but then the monster shows up, so then they just kind of like leave him, like well, you're on your own. <laughs> Which, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, uh, you know, he was literally standing above them, I don't, I don't really fault Beth and Rob for that, that's, you know, you gotta, you gotta yeah. let him go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sad, because Hud, you see the camera, he's picked up, camera kind of goes black, and then he just drops him, and then you just see Hud's face all dead. Yeah, next to the camera. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Rob and Beth, uh, Rob goes back and takes the camera, smart thinking. <laughs> yeah, and...
0: how could we have a movie if not for someone picking up the
1: camera? Oh, you know, he's got to document everything. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was important. Hud died for that camera.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yep. that's that's always a great excuse for
1: a found footage film to continue. Yeah, the uh, the siren goes off, meaning the big bomb's about to go off, and uh, Rob grabs the camera. He kind of gives a testimony. He's like, "Hey, you know, my name is Rob Hawkins. This monster, you probably know more about it than I do, but it killed my best friend, and you know, whatever, and uh, my brother." And, uh, then Beth gives a a tearful testimony as well. She's just like, my name is Elizabeth, uh, whatever, McIntyre or something. And, uh, I just, I don't know why this is happening. (laughs) And then, uh, like one bomb drops and then like there's a big rumble and like the camera gets like, uh, put under some rocks, I guess. Some rocks crumble around the camera, which is how they were able to find it. Yeah. And, uh. You just All you hear is Rob just say, hey, look at me, look at me, I love you. And then Beth says, I love you. And then cut to Coney Island, as Rob is recording. We see something fall out of the sky into the water. Got to be really careful to see it. And Mm. then roll credits, but wait. At the end of the movie, at the end of the credits, rather, we hear uh, a voice just say, help me. Could have been Rob's voice. I don't know. And then uh, there's another weird mumble, which I'm told if you play in reverse, which I did not have the ability to do or desire because I just read what it said. If you play it in reverse, it says it's still alive. So mm. there you go. And word on the street is the sequel, the next Cloverfield is going to be a direct sequel to this. So hopefully Rob and Beth made it. I don't think you could just make a movie with Lily or you could just make a movie with completely new people. You could. Yeah. You could. I am rooting for Rob. That was actually the uh that was the the line when uh when Rob cuz they go like you know the the bomb goes off and everyone dies and it the screen goes to black for a moment and in the theater I'm just like no Rob. And <laughs> a lot of people laughed. I I was sad. I was like, damn, I liked Rob. He was cool. But uh, maybe he's dead, and he probably is, but maybe he's not. I guess we'll know in the sequel.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I guess it's time to uh, give this uh, movie a score from 1 to 10, 10 being the best. And uh, I'm going to give this a 7. And most of the um, the deductions I'm making is based on the fact that I hate the found footage genre. Uh, it's it's lazy in my opinion. Um you have to be – and ironically you have to be really like you have to have a character that's like I have to document everything to, just to keep the movie going. Even though when like Paranormal Activity, for example, it's like when you at some point put the camera down or well,
1: just I mean, turn the camera off and, no. I mean there there's there is a reason HUD had the camera, so there's that. And then he, he, they mentioned like, why are you still carrying that? He's like, I got a document that people need to know. So they at least addressed it. I will say. Sure. So seven, I, I like the found footage genre. I will say it's, it, it, it it did take off and there was a bit too much of it at one point, (laughs) but, um, yeah, like I think paranormal activity is a good example of that. Uh, Which honestly didn't really need to be. Well, I guess it did. What's funny,
0: speaking of
1: another Paranormal Activity movie, is going to come out within the year. I think I saw it, in like a soft reboot or something.
0: Next of kin is the.
1: Of course, whatever. Um. Yeah i I liked this a lot because I'm a big Godzilla fan, and we've never had a movie with the. Um perspective of the people on the ground and i liked that and i liked the characters i like i said i like that the the ones they chose because it's like they live in this perfect world where like i said you know my super hot girlfriend's dating someone else now whatever will i do when i go to live in awesome japan and probably make you know a boatload of money like oh i feel so bad for me but then it's like their world gets turned upside down, and it's like, now, what do they do? So I, I really appreciated that aspect. Um, it's a quick watch. Um, it was it was uh, thrilling, sad at parts. I mean, as far as we know, all but one of the characters died, so that's kind of uh, crazy. And then the unsettling cut to the Coney Island stuff, and the fact that there's a lot more with the Cloverfield universe is really interesting to me. So I'm gonna go eight and a half. I really, really liked it a lot. Um and um like I said, hopefully we get um we get some more conclusion to the sec the this one because and, and the second one. Ten Cloverfield Lane sorta of kinda of leaves on a cliffhanger, but it's not as much. And you could do a sequel to both in theory, but uh yeah, this one I think would, would be interest, more interesting, especially if, like, you know, the main characters didn't die because, you know, kind of want a happy ending. But, uh, you know, they died together. I guess that's nice. I suppose. I suppose.
0: Well, folks, that is going to be the show. We thank you for listening.
1: Well, what's um, next week?
0: week, as picked by me and Eddie and I, will be watching this on Apple TV as I already own it. Scream, the 1996 classic directed by Wes Craven, starring Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, uh, Matthew Lillard, several, several really good names in there. Courtney Cox, uh, David Arquette. Yeah. The list goes on.
1: That's the, that's the last of the horror movies.
0: Yep. We're recording that Halloween, the night that game five of the world series is scheduled. So, uh, I will be watching the World Series on mute. I'm just gonna let you guys know. So if I sound preoccupied, there's a good reason. Um,
1: <laughs> if there's a game five,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if there is a game five, if there is a game five, it who knows how this could go? It could go any number of ways, and it wouldn't surprise me to be honest with you. Yeah, um, so
1: there's screen. Uh, I don't. I guess. Um, next week will probably be the last Harley Heroes for a while uh, um, because at least for uh, a couple of
0: weeks I'm going to be honest Hawkeye's not
1: until like November, later
0: November like Thanksgiving, it's dropping on like the Wednesday of uh, before Thanksgiving and it's like I don't know, I mean I guess we could review it but it's like I'm not super interested in the idea
1: yeah, we'll see I'm not gonna yeah. say yes or no. Either way, we got a ways to decide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say this: we are not reviewing Christmas movies. It's just no. not gonna happen. next next year, October 2022, yeah, oh my God, probably review more horror movies. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that, but uh, yeah, no. The 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 next week's the final bonus episode for a while, so um, you know, just uh, just enjoy it.
0: I. I just – oh, my God. Although – Sorry. Uh, sorry. I just saw one of the dumbest punt returns ever in uh, NFL history, in my opinion. And no. I think Brandon Ayuk just gave us a safety because of his idiocy.
1: All right. Well, let's go, Brandon. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, we will do romantic comedies for Halloween – or, sorry, Valentine's Day. uh. <laughs> We've already – Caleb's already cleared it. Yep, of course. Romantic comedy, Sleepless in Seattle, yep. mm-hmm. uh, When Harry Met Sally.
0: Yeah, My Super uh, Ex-Girl,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah, You've Got Mail. Yep. No, we're not doing this. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Scream, and then uh, a bit of a break. So there we go.
0: I will put it this way. I am down to do, like, one Christmas movie each, like, you know – just two over the span of, like, four weeks or whatever. But we can we can workshop that idea. I don't care.
1: Um, well, you, you just opened up a can of worms that you're going to wish you didn't do. I guess I my, did. My mind's already spinning with possibilities.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I pick one movie, you pick one movie, and then we're good. But... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've already got a couple in mind just after you said that. Yeah. I've already got one in mind as well. I actually... We need to narrow the list down, quite frankly. But, um, folks, that's going to be the show. We thank you for listening. Eddie, do you have a quote from the movie? Because if you don't, I have one from South Park that parodied this movie.
1: Oh, um, well, I want to hear your quote because I don't I, – that, that uh, doesn't – I can't remember. Um.
0: Okay, well, the town of South Park was being terrorized by a giant
1: gerbil or a guinea pig.
0: And Randy Marsh is just like staring at the camera, and he's like, "I'm so
1: startled." Oh yes, I always thought that was a Blair Witch uh, cameo parody. Not cameo, Jeez, parody, yes. Yeah, your brain's going, bud. I know.
0: Yeah, it's that COVID vaccine. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh,
1: I yeah, I've I've got a quote. I I think. Okay. <clears throat> this is from this is from our our good friend Hud. Yes. Rob. It's time to leave the electronics store.